Thank you, Chairman McGovern, Ranking Member Cole, and distinguished members of the House Committee on Rules. I am, as you mentioned, a legislative attorney in the American Law Division of the Congressional Research Service, and I'm here to discuss the legal and procedural factors related to seating a Cherokee Nation delegate in the House of Representatives. I'm honored to be here. The issue of seating a Cherokee delegate in the House rose to prominence a few years ago when my co-panelist today, Cherokee Nation Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin, Jr., announced his tribe's intention to nominate a delegate to represent the Cherokee Nation. This announcement invoked a provision of the 1835 treaty between the Eastern Cherokee Tribe of Georgia and the United States government. That's the Treaty of New Echota. For the purposes of this hearing, I am proceeding on the understanding that the Cherokee Nation is a modern-day successor in interest to the Eastern Cherokee Tribe of Georgia. CRS does not take a position on whether any other tribes may make similar claims under the Treaty of New Echota. As you are aware, CRS is a nonpartisan agency serving all parties in both houses of Congress. We do not take a position on whether Congress should or should not attempt to seat a Cherokee delegate. Our role is to offer legal and procedural analysis, enabling Congress and this committee to understand the options available to it, along with any attendant risks or uncertainties. In this specific situation, because Congress has never previously given effect to the Cherokee delegate provision of the Treaty of New Echota, nor ever seated a delegate from a tribal nation in the House of Representatives, there are both legal and procedural uncertainties. It is possible, though not certain, that any action to effectuate the Cherokee delegate provision could prompt constitutional challenges, whether on equal protection or other grounds. Whether courts would entertain such challenges depends on factors such as who brings those challenges, what legal principles they invoke, and what harms they allege. The likelihood of potential challenges may also depend on what action, if any, Congress chooses to take. Congress has never seated a delegate in the House other than by legislation going through bicameralism and presentment. A chart in my written testimony details the long history of seating territorial delegates in this manner. However, Congress has also never before seated a delegate in circumstances like those here, where a treaty provision ratified by the President with the advice and consent of the Senate contemplates that delegate. There is an argument that in this context, seating a Cherokee delegate requires only amendment or change to the House standing rules. That approach, which would rely primarily on the House's constitutional authority to, quote, determine the rules of its proceedings, close quote, would be novel and a break from the House's prior position with respect to seating territorial delegates. Still, that approach does not appear to be explicitly prohibited by constitutional or statutory text, so long as the delegate is a non-voting participant along the lines of the current territorial delegates. However, such an approach would also re require reaffirmance every two years, would not establish a permanent position. There may also be counterarguments to that approach, including that the Treaty of New Echota itself says the Cherokee will be entitled to a delegate in the House whenever Congress, rather than one chamber, shall make provision for the same. Ultimately, Congress may be empowered to apply elements of its views on this and other matters of interpretation. 
Although U.S. courts often have final authority to interpret treaties' meanings and requirements, Congress plays a unique role in treaty interpretation when it implements treaties domestically. The canons of treaty interpretation applicable to Indian treaties, as discussed in my written testimony and by my co-panelists, although generally viewed as guidelines for judicial interpretation and not binding on Congress, may inform Congress's interpretation. I look forward to answering the committee's questions. Thank you.